0: Hi everyone, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. So I'm really excited for today's episode. I have a lot of things that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, But before I kind of go into the topics, I wanted to begin with a poem that I read this morning from the poetry book, Whiskey, Words in a Shovel. And it honestly really reminded me of the whole idea behind my podcast. And you'll see why in a second. So the name of the poem is called Cracks in Foundation. We're always stitching together the good things. We're always stitching together the moments of peace and joy. That's why it's hard to let go. That's why it's harder to move on despite the chaos that plagues our soul. We'd rather remember the good and suppress the bad. We see cracks in the wall, in the foundation of everything we've built, and instead of demolishing this weak structure of our relationship, we paint over, gloss over, and try to rebuild what no longer deserves our energy. I think that's such an amazing thing to think about and a really cool analogy of kind of noticing the difference between stitching broken pieces together and kind of just covering up, covering them up, you know, like plastering them, pretending like painting over them, pretending like they really never happen. And I think it's really symbolic of relationships. And this is something that I went down to Connecticut this weekend. And I'll talk a little bit about that soon. But I started recording an episode with one of my really good friends and we never got to finish it. So I never uploaded it, but I wanted to kind of talk about my key takeaways from that whole conversation, not just on the episode we started recording, but kind of just the entire weekend talking with a lot of my friends from school. So I think this kind of is exactly what we were talking about, um, just taking a step back to notice the difference between stitching things together and covering things up. And I think the easiest way to kind of determine which one you're kind of doing, if there is an argument or a disagreement with someone you're close to, is the first thing, just take a step back. And taking a step back allows you to Gonna take a breath and just think honestly about how you feel and what you want to say. And if you don't give yourself the chance to be honest with everything that you say, then it's very, very, very likely that you're going to have resentment and never feel satisfied when you know you don't say what you truly mean or what you want to say. And somebody once told me that you can't get caught up in the fruit or the leaves, So the fruit and the leaves kind of symbolizing like minor issues, tiny kind of disagreements or arguments. You can't just focus on the small things you have to, or else you're going to miss the fact that, you know, you got to get to the bottom of the tree and address the fact that maybe it's disease. So kind of cutting down that whole thing so that could regrow into something more genuine and honest, I guess. Um, Because like I said, you're going to build resentment towards somebody else when you're not 100% honest and that's advice that I struggle taking myself <laughs> so that's what I'm telling you to kind of just think about that um, and going back to that quote of from the poem um we'd rather remember the good and suppress the bad I think that's something that I struggle with a lot and that was something that I talked a lot about uh, in detail a lot with my friend is like how how do you not do that? How do you just move on? And what he said to me was, it's just like a gym workout. You know, you start it, and it's super, super difficult at first. Like you have no idea what you're doing. It's hard, it's uncomfortable. Maybe it's painful. And then you continue consistently practicing it. and then it becomes easier and easier. and then soon, hopefully, you can do it with your eyes closed because you become so good at it. It's just like any sport really anything in life. Um, Things at first are always going to be uncomfortable. Letting go of people, situations, events, um, always is very, very hard at first, but then it becomes easier and easier and easier. Um, And I think what... the the biggest thing to kind of make remind yourself um which will make it become easier is just like what are my long-term goals does this person really fit into what the things that are important to me um and if the answer is no then that should make it slightly easier um so and just like also At the same time, acknowledging that any good relationship is going to have messy parts. And sometimes that's what makes it beautiful. But if it's something that is hurting you more than, and I've talked about this a lot. My roommate from freshman year always said, Grace, is this person adding value into your life? Or are they taking things, taking value out of your life? Are they hurting your mental, physical, health, focus, you know, whatever? Um, And are they helping you reach towards kind of what your goals are so kind of moving into the topic of goals i really like my friend asked me (laughs) so i've talked about the half marathon that i ran recently and he was like so what's next after running like after you've ran your half marathon like what are your goals and i was like that's really interesting currently i don't have any major ones but then it started making me think like what are my goals like i know i have them but i haven't really fully kind of, I don't know, written them down. Like I have my to-do list, but I don't have those like very long-term goals that I can think of off the top of my head. But then I started thinking about it for a little bit more. And I was like, you know what? My biggest one is just making my mind a priority. And that was something that I talked about a lot this week with my friend was how it's hard to make that a goal when mental health is not something that's tangible. You know, it fluctuates over time. It's not always a steady incline. It's not always, you know, getting better and better and better. Like that is my goal, but that's not really realistic to expect that from myself. You know, it's that, you know, life is a cycle of learning and falling. And that's kind of how I try to view my mental health is kind of you know, like, I don't want to say stairs, but I've talked about like that um, spiral, you know, you're going in, you're getting closer to like figuring out what's important to you at the core, but then maybe something pushes it back out and then you go back in. So like literally like a spiral. So um, yeah, so it's okay if you have goals that are not, and that's what makes them like even more difficult. And like I guess, harder to achieve is like when, there, when it's a goal that you can't just check off, be done with, and never go back to, you know, like your homework. You do a paper, you're not going to write the same exact paper again. Um, so that's what makes them challenging sometimes, especially when they have to do with your mental health, but knowing that, and that's kind of what this weekend reminded me of was I'm not in the same place, you know, the last time I visited my friends at school, and I'm certainly not at the same place that I was when I left school in the fall. And that's a really, really good thing to think about too, is, you know, you might think that you are in a worse place, like quote unquote worse place than you had then in comparison to the past. But really, you're not because of everything that you've learned since that point, you may feel like you're in a maybe not so good environment as you had been in the past but like mentally you're always in a better place as time goes on because of all of the things that you learned um, through you know that process of time so the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was a book that I literally just started reading I think I'm not even done with the first chapter but I really really like it so far And I just wanted to summarize my key takeaways from that. So it's called Let That Shit Go. And um, some kind of bullets that I just wrote down um, is the first chapter so far is all about kind of experiencing life as it happens and focusing, you know, not on the ideas in your head, but instead the world around you. So that, again, brought me back to Connecticut. And there was this point where um, <laughs> it was kind of crazy, bef- like right before getting to dinner because we were in Fairfield, Connecticut, and we were driving to like downtown Fairfield. But I put in the, there. <laughs> I guess this restaurant has like many, there's many of them in Connecticut and we were in New Haven earlier that day. So for some reason, it brought me to the New Haven location instead of Fairfield. So to New Haven was like about 30 minutes. And then we were like in the Yale area. And I was like, wait a second. We're not in Fairfield. (laughs) So then had to drive another 20 minutes to get to dinner. But by the time I sat down, like it was fine Um, because we were waiting for the table anyways, but Um, there was a point where we were just like all eating together. and There's a few things that I thought to myself. So the first thing was like, I looked around and I was like, you know, all of us have our issues. None of us are perfect. Um, but that's what makes it so beautiful when we come together because we can interact like, like so well with each other. So like I had a lot of my good friends, just like we were like eating together and it was really, really nice. And I turned to my friend who I'm Hopefully we started looking at apartments for um next year. But my very, very close friend and he said, um, oh no, no. I said to him, I was like, Rob, I'm so content right now. And he looked back at me and he's like, No, you're happy. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) Um, So that kind of made me realize, and I talk a lot about this in therapy, that for me, and it's different for everybody, but for me, happiness comes from the act of experience. And that was something that was said in the book, you know, it's not like the materialistic things that is going to make you happy. Cause if it was like, I think there was an example they used of like French fries. So you like get them out of the fryer from like a restaurant. They're really hot. They're like gooey, they're yummy. And then you eat like a few more and then you don't have that like feeling anymore. Cause that experience has kind of passed. So that happiness that it gave you that quick high kind of like goes lessons over time because it's a material thing and that whole point was that you are the only person who can like really make you happy long term and I'm gonna pull up so I forgot exactly what she said so Um, yeah, so you're the only person who can bring you endless happiness because permanent happiness comes from within, not necessarily from the people around you can add to that happiness, but it's not 100% going to come from them. And it's certainly not going to come from materialistic things. Um, so there's two, one's an analogy and one's kind of just like a nature thing that I wanted to read from this book that I really, really liked. So I'm just going to read and then go into it. So think about the sun on a rainy day. When you look up at the sky, it's dull, dark, and gloomy. On your walk to work, there are puddles everywhere. The air is cool, and it's even a bit windy. You have zero access to the, the sun's rays. That that sucks if you like the sun, but it doesn't mean the sun isn't there. It still exists, doesn't it? It's just, like, it's just that the clouds are preventing you from experiencing its worth. It's warmth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in the same way, great peace and happiness lie within you. But when there are all kinds of stressors in the way, aka the clouds, it's hard to remember that, the, that peace and happiness are right there in front of you. And there's this quote that I read actually last week in yoga that it's like butterflies can see colors that we can't see. I think it was something like that. And that kind of is just like very symbolic of hope. Hope isn't like a thing that you can touch. Um, I guess like it's the same thing with like the the sun, like just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, and like I think those clouds, like what, what I just read is like the clouds kind of represent those stressors and thoughts. So kind of eliminating those clouds like sometimes it's hard but like in your head and focusing on like I said the world around you makes it easier to realize wait the sun is there and like I can focus on that you know um the next kind of I don't know this is actually the first time I've heard of this whole analogy called monkey mind so if you have already if you already know what this is then (laughs) good for you but I thought Reading it for the first time, what monkey mind is, I thought was really, really interesting. Um, So, your overactive, wandering, autopilot mind is like a monkey swinging through the trees from branch to branch to branch. In fact, this type of scattered thinking is often referred to as the monkey mind. When you're stressed and your head is overflowing with thoughts, your monkey mind moves from one thought to the other. And the craziest thing is that you might not even realize it as it's all happening on a subconscious level. And then kind of to skip towards the end of this whole analogy is um, the first step in the process of letting shit go is not to make the thoughts stop, but to be aware that they're happening in the first place. So I really, really like that. And I know this reminds me of an analogy that I've talked about before with like a kite and kind of like with (laughs) This more had to do with goals, but it's very similar to that monkey mind that, you know, we can't be like a kite with our goals and and with our like the the stressors that we go from from point to point to point from. And yeah, because like the kite, you know, like turns very quickly in the wind. So we can't we got to stay firm and like who and what we are and what our goals are so that we don't, you know, jump from place to place to place and kind of like, again, just focus on the world around us. So that has been my key takeaway so far up to page 15 of this book. So I'm excited to keep, you know, going into some of the topics that they talk about because I think so far has been really good, but I hope that, you know, you took stuff away from this. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a great yesterday. Bye.